welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. I am so excited to start this new series that I'm going to be doing. It started off as a single episode that I was terming how to start a super crazy business and go PR in clinically, and it has evolved. <laughs> Let me tell you. I started writing out just an outline and it got longer and it got bigger. And then I was in the Aaron Wiseman Badass Collective Slack group and I told them what I was going to do. And so many people answered and gave me so many great ideas that I was like, there is no way that I could do a single episode on this. So da da da, we're going to do a series. So this is going to be a series of solo casts. Today is going to be part one. And I'm going to let you know all the insider tips that you need to know from my own journey and helping hundreds and thousands of other physicians, how to start your side hustle, how to go after your dream business, your heart business, your soul business, and change over to working clinically on your own damn terms. So hang with me, sit back with me. It's going to be so much fun. Before I do that, though, I got to pay some bills. So let me tell you about doc to doc Lending. They are our sponsor for the week on Doctors Podcast Network. And actually, after I read the ad for the first time, I went to their website. Guys, this is pretty freaking amazing. So it's a group of physicians. Well, let me just read the ad copy and then you can make your own decisions. Here we go. Need access to cash at fair rates? doc to doc Lending believes that when debt can be avoided, it should be. They also realize, however, that sometimes borrowing money is necessary to help doctors overcome short-term cash issues to improve long-term financial health. Founded and led by fellow physicians, all of whom started out as cash-strapped residents, Doc-to-Doc Lending exists not only to meet doctors in their moments of need, but to do so in a way that assesses and appreciates each doctor borrower as a fellow physician can. Apply for a loan. You need with Dr. Doc Lending at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash doc to doc. That's D-O-C, the number two, D-O-C. Okay, back to my side. I did go to their website and I looked at this because, hey, you know, being a small business owner, there are times when the checking account gives a little bit low. I'm not going to lie. And in the past, I have used other sources of financing I'm going to tell you, though, I'm going to have to go visit Doc to Doc if that should occur in the future about needing some extra streams of revenue to help float while I'm waiting for income to come in. I mean, how amazing is it to not work with a big financial institute who doesn't understand what we're doing, but instead with fellow physicians who from their website and everything that I looked at seems very ethical and very reasonable on all their interest rates. So that's a personal brag. I hope they don't care that I didn't read their ad the right way, but check them out. And I think it's 100% pertinent talking about starting a side business because Lord knows you can't always do it for free and on a dime. All right, well, let's get into this part one of this solo cast series, how to start a super crazy business and go clinically PRN. I get the question all the time, Erin, how did you start the thing that you're doing now? How did you figure it out? Oh my God, I'm so jealous of you going PRN clinically. How did you do it? 
And instead of writing long emails and getting on calls, I'm just going to tell the world through this podcast exactly how I did it, the struggles that I had along with it, and all the lessons that I could possibly teach you if this is something that you're interested in doing. One, from my own antiquated data and from all the people that I've helped to get there. So let's start with this part one with that in mind, that I'm going to give you tangible takeaways. I'm going to give you really important steps, but I'm also going to give you more than that and like really get into the depths of what it's going to take. And it's not just money. It's not just time. It's also it's also you. And so that is number one today in my outline as I talk about this is that the only thing stopping you from doing this crazy business idea that you have and going clinically PRN is you. Now, don't give me any buts, but like, but Aaron, my family and but Aaron, the income and but no, 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 no. Those are all excuses that you've attached. The only thing that is stopping you from doing this is you. You buying into all the excuses. And believe you me, like I have 100% been there. When back in 2014, I was looking around and trying to figure out what the coaching thing was and like, how could I make it work? There was a lot of doubt and there was a, a lack of confidence that I'm like, well, you know, I'm different than the happy MD, or I'm a lot younger than Philippa Keneally, or I don't have as an extra experience as somebody who comes from the academic world. And those were all bullshit excuses. Because in reality, I was just as qualified as anyone out there to start a baby business and to be an entrepreneur. And I want to tell you the exact same thing. You are also qualified. There is nothing about me that made me extra special, ordinary unicorn with rainbows coming out of my butt that made me different than what you can do. And so if you're sitting there and you're like, but Aaron, you like to talk on podcasts. I don't like to do that. Or, but Aaron, you're such an extrovert. Or, but Aaron, I don't know anything about business. I just want to tell you, okay, I hear you. I felt all of those same things. But until you get out of your own way, you're going to be sitting in the butts for a long time. Yeah. So first things first about starting this is that you have to realize that you are getting in your own way. Because as Marie Forleo says, everything is figureoutable. Any problem that you come up against starting a business, figuring out your path, setting something up, navigating away from your career, I guarantee someone has already done it. There is an answer. Now, you may not like the answer, and the answer may not feel 100% like a fit to you, but it is out there. So that's number one. No more budding. Just remember the only thing that's stopping you from doing the super crazy business and going clinically on your own terms is you. And think about that. If this isn't landing right, sit down and write down all the excuses that come to your head when I'm saying like, no, you can do this. 100% you can do this. And really look at all those excuses. And then I want you to take those excuses and I want you to like read them to your partner, to your spouse, to your best friend. Hell, you can send me a voice message through email and I will listen to you. 
but I want you to read them out loud and then see if there's any problems on that list that don't have a possible solution. And I guarantee you, they do have a possible solution. You may not always like the solution. You may have to get super creative with the solution, but there is a solution. Okay, enough of beating that dead horse. Let's move to number two. The next thing you need to do to start the super crazy business and go clinically on your own terms is relearning how to trust yourself. Seriously, relearning how to trust your desire, relearning how to trust your decisions and your choices, relearning to trust that you are a damn good decision maker and that you have a good head on your shoulders and a great heart within your chest and that you can do this. Because we have been taught through medicine to mistrust our own judgments. I mean, you get a backup to the backup and then you get a consult. Even though you kind of sort of pretty 95% sure know what's going on, you ask somebody else for help. Or you go read, read, read as long as you can. Or you get an algorithm to make sure you've hit everything along the way. We really have been taught that our judgment is not sound. At least that's how I felt from my perspective, practicing as a female physician. Maybe you have, I don't know. But what I really see in my clients is they have to relearn how to trust themselves. Because the great thing about being an entrepreneur and being in business and starting your own job, essentially, is that you get to be the boss, but also you get to be the boss. So you have to make the decisions. You you have to rely on somebody. And let me tell you, one of the biggest pitfalls that you can do is making decisions by committee. We all know we hate going to meetings and we hate having that kind of format in our life. Why would you bring that into your own personal business? Because a lot of times when you make decisions by committee, then you have somebody else to blame when it doesn't work out. Or you can rely on saying like, well, Aaron said, or the group said, or such and such mentor said, so it must be right. Instead, what I really want you to do is to learn to trust yourself. And even if it doesn't work out, instead of beating yourself up, like, oh my God, I'm a total failure. I totally fuck this all up. Like, oh, I'm an idiot. Instead of going there, you got to change your mantra to, okay, that didn't work out. So what's the feedback that I can use for next time? Hmm, that didn't work out too well. Where do I need to pivot and try to recover from this? Or, hmm, that definitely did not come to fruition like I thought it would. So where can I get creative? Where can I get expansive? What can I change to see that works better? Because a lot of business is throwing spaghetti against a wall and seeing what sticks. You kind of know and you think you can get it there, but so much of it is you have to just do, which goes into point number three. You use a behavioral experiment, otherwise known as experimental data, and you just try. You just put it out there and you see what happens. If you're not sure, you try it. And that is so counterintuitive to me being a super type A perfectionist. Because I want to know before I even do something that it's going to work out 100%. But let me tell you, friend, 
If you are waiting to be 100% sure that anything that you do is going to land 100% perfectly, you're going to be waiting forever because perfection doesn't exist, especially within entrepreneurship. (laughs) You really just have to start. There have been so many times when I have sat down on my computer and written a blog or recorded a podcast or put an amazing coaching program together. And I'm like, oh my God, everyone is going to love this. They're going to be knocking down my door and they're they're not going to be able to get enough of this. And you know what happens? I put it out into the world and I hear crickets. And then other times I like sit down in front of my computer. I like slop together an email in five minutes because I know I need to send something to my email list or I like get ranty on LinkedIn or Instagram and I post something and it freaking blows up. And let me tell you, I cannot find the rhyme or reason sometimes because it's still me. It's still my words. It's the same freaking laptop. It's the same amount of energy, but it just happens. And so what I'm telling you is to do your own experimental data collection, which is to try something. If you're like, oh, well, I think I might want to be a blogger and I've outlined all the reasons why and I've got some ideas and I'm really I'm, I'm really leaning towards it. What I'm going to do is then say, OK, then do it. Go by the URL post the blog post, send them to Kevin MD or to Physician Outlook or to Women in White Coats, like do the thing and then assess how to make you feel. What were the results from it? Would you do it again? (laughs) And then use that as your next steps forward. But if you stay in the, well, I've got some ideas and I've been thinking about it and I've talked to everybody and they think it's a good idea. If you stay there, you're going to have zero data to base off of that. So recently I was talking in the Burnt Out to Badass group, which, by the way, is a phenomenal cohort. We start a new group in June, just putting that plug in. But I diverge. In the group this last week, we were talking about one of the docs in there has the opportunity. After talking to her boss about leaving, they gave her the opportunity to stay on as like a point one FTE. And she's kind of like wavering around and thinking, you know, well, I kind of wanted to exit medicine altogether. But what would it be like if I just like kept a toe in the water and really kind of weighing it back and forth and back and forth? And one of the other members in the group brought this up about using like behavioral, a behavioral experiment of just trying it and seeing. And I can see the like lights just like totally light up inside of her. She's like, oh, yeah, I could try this. Worst case scenario is like I walk away from it and say, yeah, it's not working anymore. Or. Maybe I stay in it or some other choices, but you won't know until you try. So go there. What if you do the crazy thing? What if you put it the blog out there or you take coaches training or you start making the most amazing sugar cookies or again, selling corn on Etsy? What if you're just like not sure about it, but instead of just sitting in indecisions, you just said, all right, let's try it. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. And I'm back in the same position where I'm at today. So number three, experimental data is your friend. All right. Number four that I wanted to talk about is viewing your business like a baby, a baby business, if you've ever heard me talk about this. Many times as you are thinking about transitioning and starting a business, I think of that as like the like pre-conception counseling. 
like where you're rolling it around and you're like, mm, maybe I get some stuff together. And then the thing happens when you decide. You're like, yes, conception happens. <laughs> and you're like, I am doing this thing. And then the next period is that like gestation period. You know, in a human pregnancy, it's 40 weeks, give or take a few. But in business, that gestation period can be as long or as short as you want it to be. And those are the things that you're like preparing on like, well, what do I need to get this business going? What should I be doing to launch it out into the world? And so for those items, I would suggest this is what you need to be doing, talking about your baby business in these developmental milestones. Okay, so we're going to use it just as in a pregnancy and pediatrics, but we're going to relate it to business because that's where my brain goes. Okay, the preconception counseling I'm going to give you for your baby business today is what I term fact finding. So that's when I give you assignment when you say, oh, my God. I didn't even know about this. Did you know that there are such things called death doulas? Or, oh my God, Erin, did you know there are such things as specialized Disney travel agents? Or, oh my God, Erin, did you know that there are doctors who work on cruise ships as medical directors? <laughs> All those things, when it like, comes into your awareness and you're like, your brain blows up because you're like, that sounds amazing. My next thing to tell you is, okay, go fact-finding. Go find out other people who are doing this, pros about this, cons about this, and start dreaming and imagining yourself in that place. Immediately, your brain is going to tell you, oh, no, 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 you can't do this because that would mean changing our current reality. I want you to see it when it does that and just remind it, hey, we're just fact-finding here. We're not doing anything quite yet. We're just fact-finding in your preconception counseling phase. All right. Next phase in your baby business is the actual conception. And this is the moment when you tell yourself and you tell others, hey, I'm going to do this thing. And you decide and say, yes, this is happening. Just like in that like moment when the sperm pops through in the egg, like it's that same like eureka moment in your baby business. I can remember this in my own life, that like moment. And I talk about it all the time when I'm like, you know what? There are no other young physician moms talking about this shit and talking about burnout and how hard it is in the way that I need it. Oh, my God, I'm going to do it. I say yes. That was my experience. And I bet there's a bunch of those out there. So maybe you've already had conception of this baby business, but like it's stalled out in the gestation period. So in the gestation period, this is when you've gone fact finding already. You've already decided that, yes, this is happening. And now you actually have to do some small steps forward. You've got to actually grow this thing and you've got to mold it and meld it together and really put some space into what's going to happen with it. So that might be having conversations with your family of like, hey, on Saturdays, mom is going to be doing X, Y, Z. 
Or maybe that's like when you hire me as your coach and you're like, hey, I've got this idea. I understand the facts that I went fact finding behind it. Now I need help with the action to move it forward so that we can actually birth your business. Because that's actually one of the things I love being is a business doula. Not going to lie. I am going to help you birth your baby business. And I think I'm going to do it through these podcast series. But in case I don't, that would be the gestation period where you would hire a coach, where you would really be leaning into the steps to getting your business launched or in this analogy, getting your business born. And those can be a lot of different things from the point of setting up an LLC versus a DBA. Either one are fine, by the way, and neither of those are hard to do. Guys, it took me three years before I made my business into a DBA. Do not wait three years. Like, do not (laughs) do this step. It's a very important step in your gestation is decide, am I going to do a DBA? So I was Aaron Wiseman, DBA truth prescriptions. It just takes some filing of some paperwork at your either local county or state level. Super easy. Costs you very little money. You can talk to an attorney about the liabilities of it. You would file your taxes under you as an individual rather than business taxes. Or you can do it as a Schedule C. Okay, I'm diverging from that. I'm not a tax expert. I've just been doing this long enough that I know those kind of things. Versus an LLC, which is a separate entity, which limits your liability, hence the name Limited Liability Corporation. So so you got to do that. The other thing you got to do in the gestation time is really get clear about what is this business going to be? Who is it going to take care of? How am I going to function in this business? What are we going to produce? What service? What good? How is it just going to show up in the world? What do I want it to look like? This is like all the like dreamy, imaginary stage. This is when it reminds me being pregnant with multiple children. This is when you sit and dream about like, is my baby going to have blue eyes or brown eyes? Are they going to have curly hair, straight hair? I wonder if their skin tone is going to be more like their dad's or me. I just wonder what this child's going to look like. That is the phase we're at in your baby business. It is here. It is coming. You know it's it's going to come. And this is the like the formation stage of it. It's a perfect analogy. Okay. Next, the launch or the birth of your baby business. This is the moment when you put it out into the world, when it pops out and you're like, oh my God, I have a baby business. This can be in the form of launching your website. This can be in the form of printing business cards and giving them out to people. This can be when you release your first blog or podcast or even your first business Instagram post. I'm going to have to put this in the show notes and scroll back all the way several years to the first time that I posted in Facebook as truth prescriptions. So let me tell you how my business started. I was in the midst of burnout. I needed something. I was getting coached. I already told you, like, I was going to be like that inspiration, that hope to other physician moms who were going out and burnout. And I found an app on my phone where you could make these little squares of inspiration. And so what I started to do is literally write prescriptions of truth, which I called truth prescriptions. And that's how it started. That was the birth of my baby business. 
I knew that more was going to come. I knew I loved speaking. I loved helping people. I loved so many things. And I didn't know how it was all going to roll into the business, but I knew that it was coming. I knew we were going to grow it to that point. I had no idea how at that point, but that was like the birth. The coming out was when I launched those first truth prescription posts online where they reside now forever and ever. Amen. So tell me if you have had the birth of your baby business, what was that thing that like, oh my God, my baby is born. It is in the world. But you know, the other thing too, is when you birth your baby business, just as you birth your child, it's like the first time with the first kid, when they send you home from the hospital and you have them in your car seat and you put them in your car and you like load up to head home. And then you're like, oh my God, we have a baby. (laughs) What do we do now? (laughs) It's the same way in business when you do it. You're like, oh my God, I have a business. What do I do now? So we're going to talk about what you do now as developmental milestones. So developmental milestones that you need to have in place, just like with your kid, you know, you got to feed it, you got to change it, you got to take care of it. Same thing with your business. You have to feed it. So that means you have to learn how to make offers. And just like when a kid is learning to pull up or to walk, it is klutzy and just all around a mess when they first start learning. They knock their heads on things, they fall down. And it's okay if the first times that you try to do something new in your business, you fall down or you hit your head or you don't quite stand up all the way. It's the same thing. It's fine. But it's that repetitive trying. What is it like a baby has to fall like 10,000 times before they get acclimated with the equilibrium to walk on two feet? Same thing in business. You just keep trying and you keep doing and you keep pulling up and you keep letting go of the couch and you take one step and then you fall on your butt and then you do it again. And the next time you take two steps and then you fall on your butt and you keep going. So we're going to talk more in subsequent podcasts about other developmental milestones that you need to hit with your baby business and what I think are most important. But I want to wrap this up because it's getting a little long. But questions that come up in this phase that people always approach me with, and I want to give you my Aaron Sass answers to them. So here are the top four common questions that I get. One, what happens if I do this and it goes horribly wrong? And I'm like, okay, let's go there. What if you do this and you find out, oof, I don't, I don't like this business or I don't like doing this thing or I miss medicine. What do you do? Well, you've already learned how to pivot. You've already learned how to trust yourself. You've already learned how to figure out what it is what you really want. So then you take the next best step and you do that thing. And of course, it's going to change. And it's absolutely okay. You get to decide. Number two common question. What if I do this thing and I burn out again? Or what if I do this thing and I'm unhappy again? And what I would say that my answer is to that question is it's not if, it's when, my friend. Let's not say if you burn out again. Let's say when you burn out again. Because if you're like me, you have a propensity towards burnout. And that's okay. It's who we are. We are workers. We go for it. So instead of saying if and being totally afraid of it, say when. When I'm starting to get crispy with burnout again, when I start getting unhappy again, I'm going to go back to my recovery plan. 
I'm going to go back to the things that I know helped me get realigned and fall back into my fulfillment and give me space to grow and be creative and breathe and sleep and do all the things that are important to me. You will go back to this because this is not like a one-time fix-all. You don't like burn out once and then never do it again. It's going to happen. It's the ebbs and flows of life. So when that happens, you're going to be more readily able to see the signs and symptoms. And two, you're going to have a plan that's worked for you in the past. Question number three, what if nobody buys or what if nobody listens to me? This is a big one because we want to go into business and we want to be super successful. I get you a hundred percent on that. But then I would also say, okay, let's go there. What if nobody buys? Then what you do do? Are you like, Uh, I'm willing to give this like one shot and then give up. Okay, then that's your intention. That's what you put out there. But I bet you're not. I bet you're super committed to this and you're like, okay, I'm going to try it once. If it doesn't work, I'm going to try something else. Remember, because it's not failure, it's all feedback. And use that feedback and use that experimental data and try something different. Or learn something about yourself and present it in a different way. Or learn something about your clients and give it to them in a different way. And you keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that. Because where I'm at is from the product of every time I fall, trip, smash my head against the wall, I shake it off, get back up again and say, hmm, what can we learn from that experience? So it's not, again, if nobody buys, it's when nobody buys. What are you going to do about that? Or how about if nobody listens to me? I got on this podcast and started it with the intention that it was going to be about me talking with other amazing female physicians. And my goal was if five other people downloaded it and listened to it, I was going to be happy. It wasn't about like being Oprah and like changing the whole world with it. It was just about if I could touch a small number of people, five people was seriously my goal. And so if you are setting a huge goal, like I want to get 100,000 downloads in my first six months of podcasting, I would ask you, why? Why do you want 100,000 downloads? What's underneath this? Is this to like inflate your sense of accomplishment or your credibility or because that's how you measure your success? Or is it because you're focused on impact? If you are only focused on the external success measures, my friend, business is going to kick your ass because you don't stay in business because of the external factors. Let me tell you, because there's a lot of mean people out there and there's a lot of no's. For every 99 times I offer something, I maybe get two yeses. That's my conversion percentage is 2%. So I guess it would be 100 So you have to get used to the no's. You have to get used to the people not listening to you. But here's the thing. Just like you're listening to this podcast, you like my special sauce. And there are other people out in the world who are going to love you and your special sauce. Is it going to be millions of people? I don't know. I hope so. Likelihood? Probably not. Is it going to be 500 people? I I would take that bet. I think there are 500 other people out there who want to hear from you. So it's not that no one's going to listen to you. It's how do you validate the number of people who are listening to you? And because you are listening to this, you have totally fulfilled me. I got to my one. I got to my five people. And that impact is enough. All right. 
the last question, and this was a super powerful one for me, is will this business consume my everything like medicine did? And to that, I say it could. But here's the thing, like I said earlier, you're the boss. You are in charge. You get to set the limits. You get to set the expectations. You get to set the boundaries. And so for myself, when I have gone outside of business hours and I'm becoming a workaholic and I'm burning out again in my own business, the only person that I have to blame in that is the boss, which is me. (laughs) And so will it consume your everything? Yeah, if you lit it and you don't put limits on it. Just like a kid, if you don't have rules and boundaries, they're going to be crazy and act a fool. And so the same thing with your business, as long as you treat it with love and kindness and gentle guidance, it's going to turn out to be an awesome baby business. All right. Well, we're going to keep this series going. It's going to be so much fun. Keep hitting me with questions, comments. If you aren't in the Aaron Wiseman's Badass Collective Slack group, you need to get your butt over there because we're having some so much fun and great conversation. I give a lot of free stuff away in there. And of course, my time. Hello, I'm hanging out in there, sending the best emojis that I can. So I'd encourage you to come over and hang out with me in real life there. You can click on the show notes and figure out the link or drop me an email at hello at burnt out to badass and I will send you the sign up link from there. Hey, are you tired of going at it alone? Well, friend, you don't have to anymore. Come sit with me. I want you to know that it's okay if you need to take a break. It's okay if you need to talk about some real crappy things. It's okay. You're not the first to feel like this, and you don't have to stick it out and be miserable. There is a way out, and there's a whole movement of fierce females in your corner. If you want to come sit with me and be in my community, you will not see me in Facebook groups. I freaking hate Facebook with a deep and fiery passion. (laughs) But what you can do is come over to Aaron Wiseman's Badass Collective on Slack. Because guess what? Once a badass, always a badass. And this isn't anything that's paid. It's not anything that I'm like throwing huge promos at you. It is simply a community where I am trying to get people together in the same space so that we can have these kind of conversations safely and in a protected manner that you feel so loved on. It's the whole purpose. So click in the show notes, get over to the Slack group. We do have some community rules. But, you know, that's just how it goes. But I would love to see you in there. I am in there almost every single day having real conversations, posting crazy pictures of my kids and gifts, all that good stuff. And I want you in there, too. So come on over. Come sit with me. Friends, do not forget about our sponsor today, Doc to Doc Lending, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you need quick and simple access to cash and you're looking for physician preferred rates, hello, be sure to reach out to Doc to Doc Lending at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash Doc to Doc. And that's D-O-C number two, D-O-C. 
All right, my friends, thanks for hanging with me in this solo cast. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. <laughs>